Welcome to Unwrapped, a food service podcast by Sand and Vendo America. An honest, insightful look into the issues, challenges, and trends of our industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unwrapped, a food service podcast brought to you by the fine folks at Sand and Vendo. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and today we are talking about the five most underutilized technologies in vending. And I can't think of a better person to talk to about this than Mike Weiser. He's the CEO and president of Sand and Vendo America. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Tyler. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's always good to talk to you, Mike. And uh, so before we dive into the five most underutilized technologies in vending, I, I wanted to get your take on this. What impact has COVID and the past 16 months had on the vending industry and the world that you work in? Yeah. So, you know, the vending industry, like uh, like every service industry, has been pretty, pretty hard hit by the by the pandemic. Um, you know, with with schools and, and uh, uh, universities and offices being closed down, these are where uh, our vending machines are, are located. Uh, and with with them being closed down there, there just hasn't been, you know, any patronage uh, to uh, to vending. So it's, it's been rough. It's been rough for sure. Hmm. Uh, we're all really, really excited to get back to business. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into this and let's get people excited about getting back to business again. So, Mike, we're starting off the list of the five most underutilized technologies in vending. The first is cashless and contactless payment. Tell us about this technology and what makes it one of the more underutilized technologies here. I can't believe it's not more used than it is. And and, and that's why it's on our list. Um, yeah. So, you know, we find in, in our industry that that cash acceptance and the cost of cash is, is about 5% of the gross sales uh, that vending machines bring in. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, uh, coin mechanisms and bill validators are the number one service calls uh, that vending machines have when, when there's a bill jam or a coin jam. Mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, you know, another, another plague of our industry is, is vandalism. So long as there's cash in a machine, bad guys are going to try and, and get to it. And, uh, and it's, it's the number one cause of, of vandalism, uh, to, uh, to machines. And, and that co costs a lot of money with, uh, regards to repairs and replacement parts. Uh, you have to factor in employee theft, uh, the cost of accounting. I mean, someone has to go down to the machine, uh, to pull the money. Someone has to, uh, count the money. Someone has to take the money to a bank and, uh, and going to a, a cashless, uh, uh, style of vending really eliminates all of those problems. Uh, and then you also have to consider that the bill validator and the coin mechanism itself actually comprise about 30% of the acquisition cost of a vending machine. So, you know, when you consider all of that, uh, it really, uh, it really, you know, proves the point that, uh, that cashless acceptance, uh, and digital wallets are, are underused. Uh, not to mention uh, the convenience of it all. Not everyone carries cash. I, I don't have any cash in my wallet at the moment, but I don't leave the house without my cell phone uh, or a debit card or, or credit card. And, and then finally, just, you know, the overall health and, and wellness aspect of, of our industry. I think the, the pandemic has kind of taught us that, that money is digital and, and cash is kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a great way of putting it. Uh, and you're absolutely right. You know, if I leave anywhere without my cell phone, I feel like something is out of balance. Like one of my pockets is empty and I'm like frantically looking around. I don't know. It's right. a, you feel a little bit naked when that happens. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying for sure. 
For sure. So, okay, let's let's talk about the second item on our list today, and that's connected devices, data, and servicing. Tell us about this technology and, and how connected devices uh, relates into everything going on in the world of vending. Yeah, connected devices allow us to proliferate uh, VMS, vending management systems. Um, these are um, uh, devices that allow you to to monitor um, the uh, inventory of a machine. Uh, in some cases, the uh, the machine health. Uh, how it's performing, uh, and it really goes a, a long way to um, uh, to making the vending operation run more efficiently. Now, this seems to really um, emphasize that ability to be proactive rather than reactive, right? In terms of restocking and repairs, you know, and, and that sort of thing. Is that the case? Absolutely. You know, and and it's not um, it's not just restocking and and repairs and inventory management. Um, today's uh, connected devices in vending uh, can actually uh, recommend SKUs based on product sales. For example, uh, not only will it tell you that that you're out of stock of a certain product, it might tell you you're always out of stock uh, the day after you you reload the machine, and you might consider moving a, a, an underperforming product uh, to uh, be replaced by by the SKU that you're that you're consistently out of stock on. Um, it can actually uh, monitor the mechanical performance of the machine and make predictive uh, analytics and and demonstrate to you that you know your compressor is is cycling way too frequently. Uh, it's either going to fail and you should replace it in advance uh, or you should send a service tech out before it fails for uh, some preventative maintenance. Um, it can monitor the energy consumption. Uh, of the machine uh, and compare it to the the sales of the machine so that if it recognizes there's typically no sales uh, between you know 12 o'clock at night and six o'clock in the morning it can adjust the temperature setting of the machine so it uses less energy during non-peak hours um, and uh, and most importantly uh, today's connected vending machines allow two-way communication. So not only is the machine reporting to the operator what's happening, but the operator can connect to to the uh, the vending machine remotely and change pricing, run promotions, uh, recognize when something is out of stock and uh, or uh, uh, getting close to its date, and then discount the product. Uh, so it's it's really a, a whole new world uh, than it was uh, just a short you know eight ten years ago. And what, what really strikes me about that is I feel like one of the lessons that, uh, that was learned pretty much across the board by everybody from, from COVID-19 was the importance of flexibility, adaptability, um, being able to, uh, to maneuver quickly. And I feel like this allows for that to happen. It creates new efficiencies um, that uh, I think have been shown over the last year and a half or so to be incredibly important because you never know what the next thing might be um, that you have to adjust to quickly. So having connected devices, data and servicing, things like that um, allows you to be a little bit more nimble in the marketplace. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So the third technology we're going to talk about on our list today is interactive screens. Now, this isn't uh, one that I've seen too much of when it comes to vending machines, Mike. So tell me about this and why it's on the list and maybe why we don't see uh, as many interactive screens maybe as we should. Well, a, a vending machine is just like any other retail uh, outlet. Um, you have a product that you're trying to sell and a consumer that you're trying to reach. And uh, everyone knows the importance of, of that consumer engagement 
uh, and and really making the most of, of the interaction you have with with your customer. And interactive screens uh, allow uh, a vending operator, an unattended retail uh, machine, to to have that engagement with uh, with the customers that it's trying to reach. And and they also uh, increase profit in that uh, they have the ability to promote higher margin products uh, or um, uh, calculate and display. Uh, and, and charge taxes, uh, which is something that hasn't been available uh, to us in, in the vending industry. Those are some uh, pretty I- impressive capabilities, but but I'm guessing that they allow for a number of other capabilities, right? Uh, as technology continues to develop, we're constantly getting uh, new things that these screens can do. What are some other uh, things that maybe these screens can do that, uh, that might surprise people or that they might be learning about for the first time? Yeah, um, so that has has really snowballed in, in leaps and bounds. Uh, today's interactive touchscreens have the ability to track heat, so it can record what products you are you are selecting by where you're touching the screen. Uh, they can offer movement, uh, just a, an animated uh, selection panel uh, draws the consumer's attention. Uh, when they might not be looking for a machine. A lot of times a, a vending machine can get lost in the background. Uh, and that animation, that movement uh, draws attention to the machine and reminds people that they're thirsty or they're hungry. And, and then, of course, the, the holy grail of, of interactive screens is, is the ability to run advertisements. Mm, absolutely. Which that takes us really nicely into the fourth item on our list today. And, uh, and that is the idea of side advertisements via screens, right? So what does this look like in practice? How does this actually flesh itself out um, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to vending out in the real world? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a vending machine manufacturer uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, digital advertising is, is a whole new world that we're still learning to wrap our hands around. But in our world, it seems to be there's, there's two uh, paths uh, one path is the organic local uh, advertising where uh, a vending operator might solicit uh, from the local movie theater or car dealership uh, to take their, their content and run it on a machine for, for a monthly fee. Um, but there's also larger national scale ad aggregators uh, that package multimedia outlets and um, uh, sell those to, to large uh, CPG companies. Uh, and, and so, um, it just goes to show the more, uh, devices you have, the more valuable your, um, your outlets are. Right, because this is an additional form of revenue, source of revenue, right? In addition to uh, the products that you're vending, you also have some ad revenue coming in, which, which I'm sure owners and operators are, are, are pretty big fans of. Yes, you get paid for doing nothing. <laughs> you, you get paid for placing more machines. Look, that, that is the dream, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the final item on our list today is the V21i, the IoT vendor. Now, the capabilities on this, I was reading about it, they, they're incredible. Break it all down for us because I, in my mind anyways, it feels like this combines a lot of the technologies we're already talking about, but all into one package. Break it down for us, Mike. Yeah. So all of the underutilized technologies that we just talked about are really included into the V21i. Um, we have uh, eliminated the, the cost of, uh, of the bill validator uh, and the coin mechanism, and we've reinvested that in technology that allows you to utilize all of these um, uh, new weapons uh, to make your vending operation more profitable, more efficient, 
uh, with better products that your consumers are, are looking for. It's just really um, uh, amazing to me that, uh, that these technologies aren't used uh, to their, their full extent. Um, a, a couple other uh, um, uh, technologies that are built in is the ability to have identity verification on the vending machine for products in the future that might be, uh, that might be regulated. Uh, and they're becoming a, a bit more prevalent in, in our industry. So that was the, the, the whole game plan with V21i was sort of nudge the, the vending industry into the understanding or acceptance that, that cash isn't necessarily king uh, and, and that all of these other technologies have the ability to increase their, uh, their gross sales and their profits. That's a great point, you know, and, and, and like you mentioned, like more heavily regulated products. We've talked on the podcast in the past about mm-hmm. um, the future of vending machines that would be able to uh, to serve alcohol or something like that. And when you have that ability to verify identity, you know, through the vending machine right then and there, you can verify age and you can do the different things that would allow you to sell different products that maybe you wouldn't be able to vend otherwise, which I think opens up some interesting doors in the future. Yeah, absolutely. My my vision of of the vending industry is that a a vending machine has the ability to sell anything to anyone at any time. It just so happens that they have beverages or snacks on hand uh, available immediately. So if we're running digital advertisements, uh, we should be able to click and learn more. We should be able to click purchase and have that that item sent to our house or our office. Uh, if I'm selecting a candy bar, um, uh, AI should be able to determine that I might also enjoy a, a bottle of water to go with that, uh, with that snack and, and make that recommendation. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's just, there's, there's just a, a trend in the vending industry, uh, that's, that's leaning towards that where a vending machine is, is actually a little bit more like, like this, where we can get anything that we want at any time. Uh, with uh, with digital payments and, and digital wallets, the world is getting smarter, and the in the vending industry is is going right along with it, and that that makes a lot of sense. And so, Mike, as you as you look ahead to the second half of 2021, you know, the, if we, if we look at the first half as you know getting everything back on track, starting to get back to normal, what are you looking forward to in the second half of 2021, going into 2022? Um, what sorts of things excite you about what you're seeing for the future of vending? Um, well, first and foremost, it's got to be, you know, people getting back to work. Uh, yeah. that, that is, uh, that is so important, um, not just for our industry, but, but I think for the country's mental health. Um, I, I think of it, I, I think 2021 is, is going to be a lot like, uh, like a high school dance. When you first get there, you, you have a lot of people standing against the wall waiting to see what's going to happen. And by the end of the night, everyone's uh, out on the dance floor having a, a great time and, and it's business as usual. I hope so too, man. I'm uh, I'm ready to get my uh, my back off the wall and uh, to get out onto the dance floor and, and have some fun again. And so hopefully that that begins to happen for everyone here uh, very very soon. Uh, Mike, as we begin to wrap up our conversation today, want to give you the opportunity to share any final thoughts, any conclusions, anything you want to leave our viewers with here today um, from our conversation. Let me turn the floor over to you for any uh, any closing remarks. Yeah, I thank you. I I would say um, uh, let's uh, let's not be afraid of cashless. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not be afraid to implement technologies. Uh, let's continue to, um, uh, as an industry, drive um, um, advancements in in how we do things, uh, and uh, you know, take those first steps. Take those first steps. 
let's take those first steps. Let's get back to normal. And then, hey, let's 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 break out of the norm and uh, and try some new technologies like what we talked about here on the podcast today. Mike Weiser, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about the five most underutilized technologies in vending. It's been a blast, man. Thank you so much, Tyler. Absolutely. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning into this episode of Unwrapped, a food service podcast brought to you by the folks at Sand and Vendo. We appreciate it very much. Of course, we have plenty of episodes of the podcast. So if this is the first one that you've uh, tuned into, you can go back and listen to previous episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can visit the Sand and Vendo website as well. And also stay tuned. You can subscribe while you're there to stay up to date with the latest. And we'll be back soon with more episodes of the show, more fantastic conversations like what you just saw. So stay tuned for those. But for my guest today, Mike Weiser. I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us.